0: Hey, welcome to the Hanging with Coach Noonan podcast. Glad you found us for another season. Really hope you enjoyed the guests that we have today. Take a listen. Reach out if you want some more information. Enjoy the time. Enjoy the learn. Hopefully you get better from this. The Hanging with Coach Noonan podcast is a big fan of cookies. I'm excited to announce the podcast now has an official cookie sponsor, Texas Treaties. Texas Treaties is a Dallas-based custom cookie company that can design and decorate any shape and color combo you can think of. Not only do they look amazing, they taste great also. Texas Treaties is offering Dallas-area listeners a special 10% off promo. Use the code PODCAST at checkout. Link to order will be in the show notes. In this episode, I talk with Coach Anthony Stone. Anthony Stone is a physical education teacher at Gregory Elementary School and varsity quarterbacks, running backs, and offensive offensive box coach at Boylan High School in Rockford, Illinois. He was also the defensive coordinator and assistant head coach for the 2017 Women's Australian National Outback Team and used to write blogs for Huddle and First Down Playbook. In 2016, he was named to the Huddle 100 list. He has presented at IAPHERD, the top physical education convention in Illinois, on how to get students moving with his games galore presentations. He has also presented at the Glazier Clinics on quarterbacks, special teams, and back to the basics topics. He was the defensive coordinator for the 2010 U.S. Women's National Tackle Football Team, winners of the IFAF. Women's World Championship, in which Team USA did not allow a point in three games with an overall score of 201-0. to The rest of his coaching experience involves coaching in the CIFL and the IWFL Leagues, as well as Beloit College, where he was linebackers and special teams coordinator, and Rockford University as the quarterbacks and wide receivers coach as well as coaching football at the youth, middle school, and high school level that rounds out his coaching experience. This conversation was recorded back in January before Super Bowl 55. Coach Stone predicted some interesting outcomes. Follow him on Twitter at Coach underscore Stone underscore MT. And check out his website, CoachStoneFootball.com, where you can find his books, manuals, and much more. Enjoy today's episode. On today's episode of the Hanging with Coach Noonan podcast, I'm joined by a very uh, very awesome person, a person I'm very thankful for to have had an opportunity to get to know over this last year, uh, Coach Anthony Stone. Man, thanks for taking the time and talking with me on the podcast. Uh, I sincerely appreciate all the guidance that you've given me over the last year and, and all the little ventures that I've done. Man, it's it's really appreciated that uh, that you reach out and we have a, a continued dialogue um, through, through all of this.
1: Well, thank you very much for having me on your show. I appreciate it.
0: Coach Stone, give us a quick little rundown of where you're at, what you're doing and, and all the many things that your fingers are a part of.
1: <laughs> uh, my name's, uh, coach Anthony Stone. I am, uh, a, a, Rockford. I live in Rockford, Illinois. I am an elementary school teacher for physical education. I get to wear shorts every day. It's awesome. Uh, I am also the varsity quarterback and running backs coach at um, Rockford Boylan High School. I also run my own business called Coach Stone Football. It's back to the basics. With inside that business, I have my customized camps that I do for high school, college, or youth football programs. Uh, I also have a back to the basics football drill manual series where I currently have 18 books out. And it is a plethora of drills. And it's anywhere from flag, tackle bar, and tackle. And within that, I have a DIY book, strength and conditioning books. I co-authored with Cody Kazaza, a junior edition book for ages like two to five. You can even go up to even older if you wanted to with Coach Ricky Upton. I uh, Like I said, and I have three more books coming out. Uh, recently, due to COVID, in March I canceled all my camps unless they were a social distance COVID camp, and I was very fortunate. Uh, I want to thank Darren Mitchell and Kevin Wilson for a gridiron Australia for giving me the opportunity, and I created a coaching accreditation program for coaches in Australia to help them grow the game even more than they already have, and it's like an education, and I partnered with many great programs like uh, internet marketing. For my internet and stuff. I also partnered with just play solution, gourmet Edge, Otavus Tackling, and watch Game Film. And I think it's pretty awesome. Uh most recently, I when I finished that project's not complete yet because of COVID. Because I coach, I was supposed to be in there in July to film my drills, but we had to put it on back burner. So I'm getting my vaccine soon and I'm hoping to go out there this year. I know I'm gonna be out there for a while because if you ever seen any of my books. There are, in my green book alone, my first one that came out like four years ago, there's over a hundred and something drills in there from, it is offense, defense, special teams, tackling and turnovers. And then I made volumes because I couldn't fit them all in one book. So that's why, because before I went to Amazon, I was with Creative Space and Creative Space says you can only make the book up to 1600, 600 pages. And I was going to try to make a huge Bible of drills and stuff. So that's it right there. And then just most recently I released uh, for 2021, I thought with everything going on and my book sales being great, I actually created a CSF coaching magazine that you can get for free. And if you want a link coach or I can send you the link and you can, you can post it or whatever. It's absolutely free. I had podcasters do it um, that, that I've like known. And I know, I didn't ask you and I apologize, but you were still new in the realm. You know that. So, (laughs) but we we did talk about one thing. So we know we're going to do that one thing together. And uh, it's been great. I mean, I appreciate all the support. I appreciate all the text messages and everything. And it's actually like a real magazine. And the one thing I love about the magazine is if someone is deaf or blind, they're supposed to be able to still use the magazine. That's what the company uh, said. So. I have not had any complaints. I've just had praises about saying, hey, this is so realistic. You get to flip the pages and everything. So uh, that's the the thing I did for, you know, just give back for 2021. And then most recently, it's going to start coming out where you can register in February is the CSF Coaching Framework. It is a smaller version of what Gridiron Australia has. They are short courses because I know when we do all these courses or these online things, certifications of other programs, they're like three to four hours long. And what my framework's going to do, it's going to be anywhere from an hour to five, anywhere from five minutes to an hour, hour and 30 tops. And then you'll take quizzes and everything like that. And that will help coaches take all the stuff that they learn there and bring it on the field to be a better coach. Because I know some coaches in here, they just want to never win the game. You know, they just, they just want to play the game. But you know how this is, coach. When, when we get in a higher level, if you don't win, you're not gonna be around much. So I think that's why I created the coaching framework. I also have it so it's set up. So if there's a youth coach or something like that, it'll start them out slowly. And then it's gonna range all the way from there all the way up. And then if you saw them on Twitter today, I actually partnered with Atavis where they'll have a special promo in there for coaches that sign up for the $10 framework. And I tried to make it as cheap as possible Because here's the thing. If you're a volunteer coach, you're doing it for free. So that's the one thing. I don't have a big entity. I'm not going to say the big entity, but you know it's pro football. If they were giving me millions of dollars, it would be free for everyone. You know what I mean? So I don't have that luxury. So I had to try to do it as cheap as I could. And I apologize it's that much. But I promise that it's well worth it. And everything in there is great. And then we'll have stuff that you can take, like I said, practice plans and and schedules you know tips and tricks and drills in there to take to your practice field so that's it, in man. a nutshell i apologize no i love it man
0: <laughs> I, I was i'm glad you you you're able to detail all that so succinctly and um to everybody that'll listen to this you know I, i'll link all of that in the show notes and you'll be able to access you know all, all the different things that coach has um he's a busy guy uh when i tell you like I get a random text message, Hey, you want to do this? Or I got this idea. It's just, it's never ending, but it's awesome because, you know, <clears throat> like you said, I, I'm still new in this whole podcasting thing, right. I'm still finding yeah. and f- and feeling my way out with, with like my Twitter chats. Right. I, I take advice from, from guys like Tony Schiffman and, and, and um, Adam Harvey, who've been doing their stuff for a long time. Um, and Chris Fisher with the Texas High School Football yeah. Chat, right? The grandfather of them all, the Godfather, the Godfather, Godfather. you know. <laughs> and, and and the two times that you asked me to be on on, well, the 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 two times you've asked me to be on your podcast, uh, both anniversary issues or editions, right? Just being in in on the air with with these guys is, was just awesome because it was such a uh, it was such a cool experience for me just to, to see how someone else does it, but then also to hear what they're doing and things of that nature. Um, you know, it's funny. We, you had me on for the, <clears throat> the podcast one. Um, and With I think no, no, the, you Call had up. me on the, on the podcast, the, the yes, most recent yes. one. yeah. And, uh, and I think at that time I was like, well, I haven't, you know, I don't have any uh, I'm just using my phone or whatever. And I think like that next weekend or a few days after I, I ordered um a mic and headset nice. uh, from Amazon and that just happened to be that uh I, I was able to get two mics um so in the event that I'm able to record live with someone mm-hmm. else I'm already ready to go I've I upgraded and got a good set of headphones so I could hear things better um and, and it's just been a lot a lot of fun to kind of dive into this and you know research it and be exposed to more people um yeah. so <clears throat> what I wanted to ask you though is for sure. you, um, what all started first and how did it evolve to where it is now?
1: With uh, just like with the business and everything? Is that what you're
0: Yeah, asking? yeah. We'll, fo- we'll focus on the business side right now. Okay. Um, and then we'll jump over to the actual coaching side.
1: Yeah. So with with the Coach Stone Football, I, I used to work for this one company. And one day, uh, my son got actually, he was, he was actually hurt. And he had to go to the hospital. And I remember this this like whole dearly because I was in the gym and I was about to take them to the hospital and I got a phone call and they said, Hey, we don't need you anymore. And then my my thing was like, Oh, did I do anything bad? Did I do anything wrong? They're like, No, we're just we're just going in a different direction. I said, All right, cool. Thanks. I I appreciate it. I I mean I wish I would have like I mean, honestly, like I want feedback, right? And I know, you know, I have like I'm like a fine wine, right? Either love me or you hate me, right? There's no in between. I don't care what anybody says, okay. And that's probably my South Side Chicago in me, and and I apologize for that. The I was going to say I, that that's oh, definitely.
0: Ahead. I was going to say that's definitely got to be the the Chicago in you with that.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, and, and and here's the thing too, like I, like people say, like you know, like my old head coach, uh, my second college coach, Chris Brand. I just thanked him on Twitter, in fact, for helping me like with the article because he taught me that uh, defeating empty fronts on offense. Um, he called me a boy scout because i was always prepared and if something went wrong i was already ready for like the next thing you know having those different plans and then like my first college coach he he called me a gsd guy because and you know this cuz like i'll contact you sometimes and i'm like i apologize cuz i'm contacting you so late like i just get stuff done and if you if you say you can't do it then explain to me why we can't do it you know like you know people are like well you're not going to be able to get this or get that and i'm like listen my company has been around since 2007. Okay. Because came January of 2007, I started getting phone calls from people to be like, Hey, we want you to, we want you to, we want you back out. We want you back out doing this. We want you back out doing that. And then here's the cool thing. What I did when I worked for another company, I actually did their stuff. So like, I wasn't like others were like, you know, we would, we would promote it and then didn't do it. I actually did it. And I stopped coaching because, program that I was part of didn't want to do it and I'm like guess what I'm not going to be that person I'm not I'm not that car salesman recruiter I was that recruiter that said this if Peter if you and I I'm sorry for calling you first name but I'm just going to be like a recruit Peter what do you want to be I, I want to be an athletic trainer well at the colleges I was at you couldn't be an athletic trainer you could take two years of classes of that but then you wouldn't be able to get your degree that's a kid I would say listen I, I can't recruit you and they're like well coach why not and I'm like Because if you want to be an athletic trainer, I don't want to be that person where I push you into it. You come here and maybe it's a great experience. Four years, great. But maybe you go here and then all of a sudden after two years, you're like, why did I stay here? Because I want to be an AD. And that's the biggest thing. And when my wife said, come January, I get all these phone calls. I had like about 30 phone calls. My wife's like, you should start your own business. And what's pretty funny is people are like, well, he called his his company, his own name. No, I didn't. My wife did. My wife is like, call it Coach Stone Football. Back to the basics, Coach Stone Football. You know, and I was like, oh, that's kind of catchy. And then we just came up with a logo. And that was cute because my daughter at the time, she was, you know, she's four years younger. She's she's turning 15. She's going to be about 11. She drew actually the logo on a painting. And then we we sent it off and it got created. And it was awesome. You know, and now she does all this artwork and she's really good. And she's won all these awards. But like, that's how, and then all of a sudden my wife's like, why don't you do a podcast? And I'm like, what am I going to call the podcast? She's like, Coach Stone Podcast. I'm like, oh great, this is awesome because I can just see it now. Everyone's going to be like, oh, it's all him. Because, you know, I played quarterback. If you did not know that coach, I played quarterback and I'll admit, when I was younger, yes, I was like that. I've learned, one, titles don't mean nothing anymore. Where some coaches, and if you're listening to this, I understand you want that title. That's great. The one thing I love about Rockford Boylan is I can go there, get everything done, and then when I'm ready to go, I can go. Because with having five kids and a wife that's super supportive, it's very hard to go see all these kids play soccer, basketball, and all this stuff. You know, and my head coach does a great job by letting us do that stuff. So that's how the company all came about. And then I I was already writing a book. One, uh, you know, we're getting older. I know you're like only 25 coach, right? I'm in my forties and I'm going to be older than that soon. And like almost mid forties, you could say come end of March. And I start forgetting stuff. So we had a walk-in closet and my wife says, you need to clean that out. And I pulled everything out and I just like put it in piles. Like I am, you know, my OCD in me. And then I, and my wife's like, you could actually write a book. And I'm like, I already, I, you know, I'm writing this one for my PE book. Cause I wanted to, I invented a P book first. That's what like, no one knows about it. I did a P book first. And so then I created a book and I decided to, I was like, I'm going to write one book and that's it. And I was going to make it so big. Like you had to like, it's like, <clears throat> like war and peace. And what happened was I couldn't do that. So then I just took out like 17 pages and then that started my volume one book. And the funny thing is with my green book, there's like over 50. There's, I mean, there's over a hundred drills for sure. There's like 50 drills, just in quarterback drills alone. So that's how it all came about. And then, you know, I've had so much support from everyone. I've done NFL camps. I've, you know, I've traveled everywhere around the world. It's, it's, it's pretty amazing. And, you know, I won't trade it for, I I wouldn't trade it for the world. And, and I just see it growing bigger and bigger and bigger now, but I don't want to grow too big too fast because I know like last year I had a chance before COVID, I had a chance to do a camp here and a camp here on the same weekend well, guess what? If I did that, then my guys would have went and worked because I have a group of guys you know, like everywhere, right? Here's the thing though. It wouldn't be a Coach Stone football camp then, because I'm not there and I don't want to be like that. So I decided not to do it. and I lost that business, but at the end of the day, I didn't do both anyways. So, I mean, that's that's pretty much the gist and how I got involved. But if I'm blaming anybody for all my books and everything, if anybody wants to blame, why is he write so many? It's because of my wife. So, I'm throwing my wife under the bus. hopefully she doesn't see this ever, but you know, don't tag her or nothing, coach, but you know she's awesome. If it wasn't for her support, and if you have that significant other, I'm telling you right now it's the greatest thing in the world because when you come home you can you can do all the things that you want to say, you know, and she's up in the stands protecting you. Trust me, I know this because you know I'm up in the box now all the time, but it's amazing how she hears things and she's like oh it's you know seriously can't throw the ball on third and four every time you know what i mean she's like so yeah that's it
0: oh i love it man <laughs> well uh i'm 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 actually the 33 i'll be 34 here there you in, go. in in march <clears throat> and uh i'm i'm 100% behind you with the uh the support of your significant other uh this podcast my twitter chats none of it would be uh, possible without her, um, you know. I, I ask all a lot of my guests, you know, uh, about this fictitious balance. About, um, you know, how do you manage the business and coaching and life, and you know, because in that word, balance is such a misconception because it really can't balance it all. Right, it's just a matter of mm-hmm. arranging of priorities, as I've come to learn. <clears throat> and thankfully, it's just her and I right now. So, <laughs> so you know, we can we can have these, these ventures and she's a very invested, um, elementary teacher, uh, you know, so she's making recordings for her classroom and, and so that she can have virtual lessons and things of that nature that she started all the way back, um, you know, in March when, when all of this transpired Mm -hmm. before we ended up moving to from, from South Texas to central Texas. And, um, you know, the fact that your family has such an entrenched, um, it's such an entrenched part of your business is awesome. The fact that you can say that my wife helped name the company has helped push me to do more. Uh, my daughter has a hand in creating the logo. Like those are just Mm -hmm. awesome things. Um, you know, that speak to not only you as a person, but what, what things mean to you as a coach, the fact that you don't want to, um, grow too big, too fast and lose quality, right. That's such a knock on on franchises, You know, how many times can we go to four or five different fast food restaurants in the span of one town and it still be somewhat different because someone else had a different perception and mindset when they were preparing your food, yet it's all mm-hmm. supposed to be uniform and the same. But there's a different chef and or different cook in every kitchen, uh, much the same as if you're running a camp in one site and you go to another site, it's not to say that it wouldn't be run. Well, it's just not necessarily going to be the same. And if your name's attached to it, right. You don't want to lessen the value for somebody else. Who's expecting one thing, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, as, as a high school coach, we talk, I'm, you know, I, I talk to my guys about when I recruit, when I push you out there, you know, it's not just you that I'm pushing. I'm pushing. I'm putting my name on the line. I'm putting the rest of the coaching staff's name on the line, the high school, and then I'm putting anybody else that comes behind you is on that as well. You mm-hmm. haven't met them, and I haven't met them. So if you screw this up, look at the dominoes that it affects. Uh, if if you don't take care of business, whether it's in the classroom or on the field, and I think that's such an eye-opening deal, and I and I love the fact that we can. <clears throat> talk about it from a business perspective but also spin it to the field and look it's the same thing yeah. right there's no way regardless of what goes on in the world that we can exist and persevere and succeed without the cooperation and assistance of somebody else It's just it's impossible
1: yeah and and here's the thing too like e- even like my sponsors right i i could have so many more and the ones I choose are the ones that I use. So like, you know, like here's a great example. And, and and you know, Tom Tom's gonna love this. Like a high and tight ball, right? That thing's amazing. Because I'm gonna tell you right now, it in practice, like you said with a player, right? If I'm running a running back drill and a kid fumbles a ball and he says, coach, I won't do it again. Here's the thing though, it just happened. And if you ever like, and I, I I'm like, what do I do to fix it? You know, you can't do things. And like his product or like, you know, a second skull where my family's always wearing those things when they're playing sports, those things just help immensely. And, and making those relationships and seeing it and grow and stuff like that, like you said, it, it it's phenomenal seeing it. And I, I, I loved your story and I'm going to steal that from you probably when I talk to the players tomorrow, because we had, we had football yesterday. And you, I could tell I missed it because my wife's like, man, you were there for four hours. And usually she's like, you know, get home as soon as possible. She's like, stay as long as you want. And I was like, I remember last night, she's like, uh, are you, are you on your way home? I'm like, I'm just wrapping up I'm a couple, my head coach. gonna go a couple minutes late with the receivers and quarterbacks. And she's like, well, bring home a pizza. And I was just going to go get a salad. Right. <laughs> nope. We got pizza. You know, I'll never say no to pizza. So, but yeah.
0: Well, yeah. And, and, you know, you take that and, um, I got to give credit to, to who I heard that from, um, I heard it from, from a good friend of mine, Corey Jordan. And then even then uh, prior to that, when I first got started um, coaching in Houston, Texas, uh, my, my man, Damian Hopkins, um, he he didn't say it exactly like that, but I just remember him having conversations with, with young kids. And here I am just fresh out of college uh, and he's not that much older, but I'm still learning from him about this deal. And then I go work at West Mesquite and, Corey Jordan's recruiting coordinator and I'm just learning more and more about the recruiting process because I was a average at best high school football player um you know surprise surprise I played on the line offense and defense I
1: thought it was quarterback honestly (laughs) I thought it was (laughs) oh god
0: I wish man I wish I I don't have a great arm I feel like it's decent I did I did play quarterback a few times for our uh uh, collegiate intramural team uh we we weren't terrible uh except for our our name was terrible we were some for some reason um my now one of my best friends now his wife uh we were all just friends at the time something with um decided to do something with, with rainbows or whatever so we were like the freaking flying rainbows it, it was it was terrible but I we had to
1: imagine a, the uniform the socks were <laughs> um, different colors. That probably was awesome. I
0: think the only thing we had together was our uh, tie-dye shirts. That was about it. But uh, <laughs> our all of our intramural names were reflective of whatever popular culture thing was going on between 2005 and 2009. So I'll leave some of these names off of here. We don't need to dive into that. But, yeah, that, that was the extent of my quarterback career. We were oh, not, not great. I did get tossed from a game, though, because I trucked a kid. But again, intermural,
1: yeah, well,
0: right. yeah <laughs> I mean, if if you if you look at who if you look at who I am and what I love to do, uh, lifting and such, I, I you know I did a little bit in college. I wasn't great, um, but I wasn't a small guy either. And the one thing I don't have is I don't have shakes. I don't have wiggle. I'm a straight line guy. So if I catch the ball, I'm going straight ahead. And this poor guy and I had a had an on field chicken fight. And he lost because I wasn't going nowhere. So sorry, well, guy.
1: I don't think it was a chicken fight. I think he was standing <laughs> on the tracks. He was standing on the tracks when the train was coming through. I'm just saying. <laughs>
0: that's that's about right. Uh, that's about right. It's about my one, uh, my 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 one shining moment in college. Um, the other time was playing basketball uh, for our uh, PE credit. I was a sport management major, so you know you got to take the the, B- the BS PE credit classes. So to basketball, we gotta
1: take, <laughs> yeah, I took
0: basketball, <laughs> I took golf. Uh, it was great times, but, uh, I hit a half court shot on a, on a one hop bounce from somebody else. And it just, it's like that perfect moment in time where the ball hits your hand and you can push it straight up yeah. and it, it sunk it. I walked out of the gym after that. And I was like, I was done.
1: So you should have took the shirt off and just like, uh, I'm out. Mm-hmm. I'm done.
0: Now, Corey, We were playing with all the old heads, um, so so it was all the guys that had their uh, knee sleeves and the, the the ones that school you up on on the playground because they still know how to play technically sound basketball, offense and defensively, and they tell you what the hell to do right and wrong.
1: So your spots too. You're oh like, yeah, hey, you're playing this. You're playing this. I'm 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 doing this, and I'm gonna be on this side, and you're always gonna be on that side.
0: Yeah. Let's flip it over, man. Let's talk about you as the coach. Let's talk about okay. your, your starting coaching and, and you know what drives you to continue to just evolve as a coach in general.
1: You know, as, you know, as a coach and teacher and a coach are almost the same thing, right? So um, you, know, instilling confidence in kids or athletes is a huge thing. And you know, I love just motivating others to get that MasterCard commercial. I don't know if you remember, it, but I remember the one when I, my dad was still alive. They would have like you know you know go to the get the hot dog this much now the hot dog is like ten times more than that and you get this you get the Yankee seats catching a ball in the Yankee Stadium priceless like that's that's the reason I love coaching and you know I I liked at a young age I know in the South Side of Chicago they they like my brother he played quarterback and he never got he only got to start a couple of games he was mainly a backup. When I went to the rival high school, because we moved in my, my eighth grade year, I mean, my freshman year, they're like, who can play quarterback? No one raised their hand. So I just raised my hand, and then they saw me throw, and then they knew I was a lefty. And they're like, oh, you got a, you got a, you got a strong arm. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I play catch with my brother all the time because I would have to because he was always getting ready, and he's six years older than me. And, you know, with just – with everything how coaching happened is – I played a great five-year career. I appreciated it for all hardly. And then I became a college coach. So what's really funny is my last game ever, I'm at Warburg High School, not the college, because they were getting turf. And we we drove down, scored in like one of the last possessions, and we got it again. And I drove down, and I think I threw a pick. I remember at the last thing, because I, I remember I got hit a couple times good, is I remember shaking hands, and then getting, and then by the time I got to the 50 yard line, because they had so many players, what happened was Coach uh, Bill Deasing was walking towards me and he had this Rockford, you know, and I live in Rockford now, you can tell. Uh, he's ro- wearing this Rockford college gear. And I I knew he was the offense coordinator. And he's like, Hey, what are you doing now with your career done with? And I'm like, Well, you know, I, I have no plans. I just, I just played my last football game. I'm done, you know, and you know, I was hoping to try out for arena and I actually did. And he's like, well, why don't you come to Rockford and help me run the offense? Like he was going to run the offense and I was going to help quarterbacks and receivers. And I was like, this is awesome. Like, I mean, who can say your last football game, you're walking off. You just got your butt handed to you because they were a great team. I forgot the quarterback there. I mean, he was a stud. I think he's still, I think he's now he's at Lawrence college as an offense coordinator, but like, you know, it was just great to get it. And that's how I got into coaching. And then I remember driving up to my interview in my ripped jogging pants and, you know, my arena shirt because I tried out for arena the same day and I, I made it pretty far for the Chicago rush. And, you know, I got, I made it to the last cuts. I had to call the coach and say, Hey, you couldn't do it. And, you know, that's, that's how the coaching started and it, it just hasn't stopped. So since 2001, I've been coaching and I, my first football job was a college coach, you know, and I was a GA and if, if, if you've ever been a GA, you guys know how it is. It's 25 cents an hour. You know how we know this? Because the four GAs drove up to West Virginia during a weekend off to go get a weight room equipment for our coaches to bring it right back. Okay, and we figured out with the hours we work normally, that's how much we made. 25 cents an hour with our st- that's how much our stipend would cost for that year. So, you know, but yeah, it, it was pretty amazing. And you know, I how do I say it like this? Coaching is like a drug. Once you get a taste of it. You're never going to stop. And I don't know. And, and this is the one thing I do is I don't just coach football. I coach soccer. I coach volleyball. I coach track. I'm, I, am i I've not coached cross country. You know, I, I'm afraid that I, I would never, I, if I had a golf cart, I'd coach cross country. That'd be easy, you know, uh, but I've coached every single sport, basketball and everything. And I didn't do that because we had kids. I just did that when I was young and, you know, I wanted to coach and, you know, it, it's great stipends and, you know, I've been in AD before and, but it, it's seeing the kids, like you said, like just seeing the kids do something great. And now that they're adults, a lot of mine, I know it it's, it's very emotional by saying it like this, Hey, I remember you as a teacher. I remember you as a coach, you know, and here's the thing. I hardly like changed much. I'm, st- I'm, I'm, I'm a hard nosed coach. Yes. You know what I mean? Especially if they're like, if you're getting paid to win, I'm a hard-nosed coach. But if I'm, if I'm there to just have fun with like youth kids, it's all about the kids having fun. If we lose, like we're losing 45 to nothing in a game, you know, my kids, our kids in a flag game aren't upset. They're happy. They just played, you know, and we're high-fiving each other and all the other teams are like, you just gotta be 45, nothing. Why do you not care? And then like the one thing I teach kids, I go, guys, everyone makes the playoffs. So who cares? And then when we go in the playoffs, we win the first game, and everyone's like, Well, why didn't you win any games? Or-? We were just playing for fun. Because, and then, you know, the biggest thing I tell the kids is this, and you probably see this, you ever coach middle school or high school kids, or even high, I mean, you know, uh, grade school kids. You know, there's only one team that can end the season undefeated. There's only one team, like a state, every state team, only one team can end undefeated. Okay. When you lose the game, you learn more. Then you win sometimes. And I understand you want to be emotional, but it's okay to take that loss. And I don't know if you ever heard me say this, coach. Failure is the first attempt in learning. That's all it is. So it's okay to do it and you know, it's just rock and roll with it. But I mean, coaching coaching is my passion, and I love just seeing the kids build up. And I apologize if I ramble, but it it's it's in dear in my heart and you know, I have 16 years and 82 days left of school and I'm retiring, but I think I'll be coaching until I'm long into my wheelchair days and, you know, cane days, because I just love it so much.
0: I love it, man. I love your perspective on on failing because that, that's exactly what it is. You know, John Wooden said, "Fail. You know, failure is not fatal uh, unless you choose not to learn from it." Right? Mm -hmm. Um, I'm sure I butchered that quote somewhat, but it's okay. No, you know, it's it's stuck it's it's stuck with me ever since I've read some of his books, and you know, just understanding that you know it, it, it is okay to fail because you have another opportunity as long as you choose to take it. You know, and the fact that you can. Uh, you lose one game, turn around into the playoffs, you make your adjustments and you, and you persevere through it and forward is exactly what we want as coaches. Um, you know, and we're going to fail in the game of life. <clears throat> you, you couldn't say that every time that you uh, write a book and turn it into the publisher, that there's no problems with it. Right. You've always got something oh. while you miss missed a period or a comma or missed, missed uh, type the word or something of that nature. So and it's not necessarily failing. It's just, you know, you got to go back and make revisions. Um, you know, you you and I know that when we game plan, right, it could be the best game plan drawn up on the board, but the minute you get out on the field, you go to teach it. You got to toss it because <laughs> it's either too complicated or um, you you just know that the kids that week can't can't execute it because of whatever reason. You know, obviously, this past year taught a lot of people about less is more. Uh, yes. You're you're constantly navigating how many guys you're going to have available. Um, and, and, you know, at the drop of a hat, you could lose half or all your team uh, because you just didn't know. So to go in with these elaborate game plans and things of that nature was just really foolish. Um, you know, that's one thing that I believe we did a really good job of, uh, of as a staff is have a simplified game plan, but then also have Uh, backup ideas and things of that nature and um, you know we just try to cover as much as we can uh, which I think is why we were able to at least uh, get to the second round and have uh, success this this past season despite having to overcome uh, a variety of things
1: and and with everything going on with the pandemic you know with us starting up right now in the middle of winter I don't mean to be rude but it's still winter it's gonna be even harder because like you know, where are the kids going to go? You know, and you can't party on Friday nights after the game or Saturdays. You know, you you gotta you gotta figure out that. And I, some people in our generation, in the generation right now, I don't know if they'll understand that, but it's crazy.
0: Yeah. On the one hand, though, it's kind of good because now at least you know after the game they should be able to just go home and <laughs> and rest. We hope. Uh, yeah. Not necessarily That's always funny. the case, but but yeah. Um, so we got the big game coming up um, okay. you know, between the Buccaneers and the uh, oh, Chiefs. Geez. So so give me give me your prediction on, on the game, uh, and then I'm going to ask you some other uh, quarterback-related questions.
1: Okay, so someone asked me about this already once this week, and they always ask me because I think they bet. <laughs> so I see <say> that. <laughs> <laughs> and I, 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 if, if that's true, I find out. Could be like Mr. Wonderful. I like get 10%. I just want that person to know. I'm not going to say their name because I know their wife doesn't know. Um, so here's my thing. I think the deciding factor. I honestly think so. Now the Giants beat the Patriots. Remember that Cinderella season, their defensive coordinator is the chief's defensive coordinator. So if anybody did not know that, that's, that's true. Um, but I honestly think is here. Kansas City has so many weapons, okay? Here's the cool thing I tell everybody, and I tell this to our football team all the time. They can have all the weapons they want. They only can play with 11 at one time, okay? And quarterback, Hill, all those guys, they can't score if they're not on the field. So if I'm choosing before I choose a winner, I'm going to say it like this. If the Patriots run the ball, and Fournette gets over 150, they're gonna win the game. They're gonna win the game. Because if I know anything, Brady is the most competitive man I know. Okay, and I've never worked with him. It, you know, I'll do a camp. You just call me. You know, but after talking to Sony Michelle and Isaiah Wynn doing their football camp, I just asked the question and they said, Yeah, he's very competitive. And I would say he would give up, he would throw the ball four times. If they could win, I guarantee he would. So I'm going to say if they run the ball, I'm going to say this is my gut feeling. The Chiefs are going to get the ball first. They're going to run down and score. That's my that's my first point I think is going to happen. Okay? They're going to run down the first possession. If they get the kickoff, they're going to run down and score. They might even run back to the kickoff. Who knows? But at the end of the day, if the Patriots can – I'm not the Patriots. the Buccaneers can run the ball effectively – I think the Chiefs won't be able to score as much because they'll be in catch-up mode. And some teams have done that before in this season. So, if they don't now, the Chiefs are going to score 28 points in the first quarter. <laughs> I'm not serious. They will score 28 in the first quarter if they don't if, if the if the Bucks can't move the ball by running it. So, if I had to, if I had to be a not a gambling man, What's do you know what the spread is? I don't even know what the spread is. I no, know I I have no idea what the spread is. So I'm gonna probably guess it's like a plus seven for the Chiefs. I'm, oh, you're gonna check it? So, yeah, I'll look it up right now. Let me just guess. I'm gonna say it's twelve. It's probably twelve plus twelve. It
0: is uh Kansas City by three. Oh wow! Yeah, and the I, o- I, I the over-under is 56.
1: Wow. Yeah, that's, that's Kansas City scoring. So, um, yeah, I think the we're going go back-to-back. Back. You know, when you have – and I, I think Andy Reid does a great job. I worked for the Chiefs when he was there. His wife is the greatest lady I've ever met. And I love how she talked to you. She, I was doing a mom's clinic for a company. And she's, like, saying, hey, you did a great job, blah, blah, blah. And the funny thing is she treated me like a person. You know, I've worked with other NFL players where they treat you like junk. She was so nice and polite. And I was like, this is awesome. And then, you know, they hooked me up with a tour and everything. And I totally appreciate that from wholeheartedly. So I'm going to take the Chiefs. And, you know, I'm not going to say anything else. I, I'm just going to take the Chiefs. So.
0: I love it, man. I love I love the breakdown. I love I love the honesty. I, I like the uh, the perspective you brought on that for sure. So let's let's look at um, you know not these two quarterbacks per se, but just over your years of playing football and watching football. You know, give us your top five quarterbacks Jeez. that you that that uh, of of football that you've watched right uh, okay. and, and can recall. Um, from from a professional standpoint, who would you put in your top five?
1: That's that's I mean that's okay. I watched, correct? Yeah. Okay. So you got it. You got it. I'm not. This is no order, no particular order.
0: Yeah, just Joe five. Mont- just five.
1: Yeah, Joe Montana. Mm-hmm. Is one of the five. Okay, I'm gonna go with Tom Brady. He's got to be in there. I mean, the guy's been this so <laughs> more like what do they say? I, I mean, I'm, he, I'm a Bears fan and I apologize, but it was a pretty cool stat that Tom Brady won as many games as Aaron Rodgers did in the NF, NFC championships one. So those two are definitely in the top. Um, the next one I would have to say is Steve Young. You know, he's amazing. Uh, three, uh, the next two, I mean, that, that's just so hard, you know, and you know, you could, You could say anybody, right? You could say, like, a Drew Brees or something like that. But, you know, here's the thing. I've only seen Drew Brees have, like, everything around him, right? So, and, you know, people say, well, Joe Montana had Madden and Taylor and Rice. But I'm thinking to myself, remember, they didn't have the five-yard rule. So that's one thing that people don't realize. Like, the reason why the, the, the stats are so much is that. So, for sure, I forgot number four is, for sure, Dan Marino. So if you've never seen Dan Marino play, I'm telling you right now, go back and watch because before he got hurt, and I don't know if you remember this coach, he had that big brace on his leg. He was dropping back so slow, but I guarantee you that thing got out so fast. And I can just imagine if he was playing nowadays, he'd probably throw for 70,000 yards, you know, I mean, he was that good. Um, So those are four of them. If I had to take a fifth one, you know, man, oof. You know, Jim Kelly, Jim Kelly would be up there, Randall Cunningham. So I would just say, you know, I'm going to go with Randall Cunningham just because – see like, I know people are like, well, Michael Vick. I'm like, you don't understand. Randall Cunningham, like, went through people. You know, he was like that when you were playing your intramural football. I remember when he, like, did that saucer that saucer hit, you know. So I'd have to go Randall Cunningham, you know, and he had that awesome throw on the goal line. I remember watching as I was a little kid, and he launched that thing so far, and they scored a touchdown on it. So – Randall Cunningham. Those are my five.
0: Oh, I love it, man! Those are that's a great uh, array of quarterbacks and talents and abilities. You know, a lot of people liken uh, some of what Steve Young does in his game to Randall Cunningham for sure. Mm-hmm. And you know, and those two guys being predecessors to to a Michael Vick. Um, you know, and, he, and if you were to throw like a Dante Culpepper and a Donovan McNabb in there, um, obviously with Vick and his speed is and arm strength is is unparalleled but uh you know you look at you look at a guy right now like like a Patrick Mahomes and his escape ability plus his arm strength plus his ability to to decipher and and break down defenses and stuff and um you know one of my good friends uh, played offensive tackle at Texas Tech Mm -hmm. when Patrick was there and he said man you know he's a cerebral guy he keeps to himself and uh but when he's on the field he's he's a very fierce competitor and, and it's it's a little bit tough blocking for him because at one point he's he's on the left side, then all of a sudden he's on the right side and he's behind you and you can't retreat anymore and uh mm-hmm. yeah, it's because it's a challenge, but it was it was worth it. Um He
1: won't he won't be running option this week, I'll tell you that right now.
0: No, probably not. <laughs> probably <laughs> not.
1: You know, and that's the thing people don't get like sometimes these quarterbacks they think they can still do the zone read and stuff in college. It's it's a whole different beast when you get to the pros.
0: Yeah. Every, everybody was somebody uh, in college that's in the pros now, right? They, they've all got a numerous amount of accolades behind their names from their collegiate mm-hmm. careers. Uh, so yeah, it's definitely different. Um, what do you think is the biggest adjustment as a coach going from college to high school in terms of what your mindset had to adjust to
1: (laughs) the rules the rules (laughs) that happened last it happened last night holy cow that's crazy you asked that question so last night i had to stop practice for like 10 seconds because i hate stopping practice i'm with the quarterbacks and receivers and we're talking about under center because you know you know we're gonna do both we can't just do one right because i know in texas like If you guys go for a quarterback sneak, half the teams can't go under center, right? They have to go from the gun. Um, And that's not a pun towards Texas. It's just that's what they do out there. Uh, But it was funny because I ask all the time, like in college where I was at, you know, Beloit, if you put your hands under center, you, you cannot pull back out your hands unless you're coming back and doing a shotgun. So, if you go like one way or the other, it would be a flag or something in in the in the, in that conference or whatever. So I would always ask the questions like, is this a penalty or this or that? And I mean, that was the biggest adjustment. And the other thing too is, it matters what program you go to, right? If you were at a good college program and I, I was at I was at you know rockford college where we were really good. And I went to Beloit where we were average and they were still good though. I mean, they beat teams that like no one would thought they would beat, even the conference champions one year I was there. The biggest thing is when you go to high school, you don't have all these kids that have been all conference for all this. You might have one or two of those guys. And then here's the other thing too if you use them everywhere, a thoroughbred's going to run out of energy or get a bum leg and that that hurts. So it's adjusting to maybe not having enough tools when you go to certain programs, when you go from college to high school, it's just sometimes it's, you're not going to get the same talent. So if you run an offense in college and you want to come down and run it in the high school, it might not work, especially if you don't have those thoroughbreds, you know, and you know, in, in high school, I mean, youth football, we already know this, right? Youth football, what's the number one play, get the ball to the outside. Yeah. You know, I mean, in, in high school, it's either, either everyone's together running like wing T or whatever, or everyone's out like basketball on grass, you know, air raid and stuff like that. I mean, like when I, I always try to try to, I wish I could, we, I don't know, you have to tell me if there's like a show or like a channel I could watch Texas high school games, but sometimes I see your guys as scores. I think it's like an NBA basketball game, you know, and I, it's amazing. I mean, and it's just, I, I, I don't know if it's the offense is so great. Or that defensive coordinator is like on his last game because he, he's like throwing the kitchen sink at them, or or he's just bend don't break and they're just like scoring back and forth. So, you know, yeah. I would say the biggest adjustment. Go ahead.
0: No, I, I'm with you. Um, this past year, a lot of games got put up on YouTube. I don't, they're they're probably still uh, there. It just depends. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could pretty much Google any any school uh, in the state of Texas and find find some. Stream of theirs, whether you have to pay for it or you find somebody and put it on YouTube. Um, you know, we we did it, we did win our first playoff game, uh, 72 to seven, or sorry, 72 to 70. Um, oh, okay, so
1: I was like 72 to 70.
0: Um, it wasn't for lack of trying defensively, I can promise you that. Um, we 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 struggled tackling. Uh, but we played a really quality team that was really good on offense. Um, And it was just, it was the other deal was offensively, we were just firing on all cylinders, um, you know, and uh, I think we, I don't think we scored on maybe but one possession. Um, They failed to score on three. Um, I think they kicked the field goal on one. uh, The end of the half, or into the half on another, uh, and then we got another defensive stop. So that ended up being the ball game. Uh, but uh, but yeah, it was a back and forth game. One of the craziest games I've been a part of, as far as Same. just back and forth. You know that basketball style. Yeah. Uh, the elation in the box was unreal. Um, and I've, I've I've been in some crazy games before, but that that was that was a big sigh of relief uh, when we came out of there
1: victorious. Um, but were, you
0: guys, were you guys, were you playing against an air? <clears throat> were you guys air raid or was it like, uh, wide? Was, we're, we're, we were a mix, uh, yeah. of, of RPO and, and run, run game. Uh, we have, yeah. we had a really strong running back. Um, so we could turn around and hand him the rock, but we had a very, very, very good, um, all around football player. That's going to go to Boston college. Um, mm-hmm. and he's also going to play basketball there, but, uh, you talk about a thoroughbred, um, He was primarily a receiver. Uh, We found any way possible to get him the ball in his hands. Uh, He also returned punts and kicks. uh, And then he spot played in the secondary uh, when we needed to. And and he came up with some big plays. Um, I mean, there was one game in in the district schedule. um, He played on offense, turned around, played on defense, almost scored a 100 plus yard um, interception return for a touchdown, turned around, played on offense again. Um, You know, but that was just the competitor that he was, um, you know, and I think uh, I think he's going to be great at Boston College. I hate that he's in the wrong um, red <laughs> and gold color scheme, but you know, I, I, I told him I'll cheer for you on every game except for one. Uh, you can have a good game, but Florida State still has to come out victorious. So we'll oh, see. That's
1: funny.
0: We'll see how that goes. But, uh, that's funny. but yeah, J- Jaden Williams is his name, um, great kid, hard worker, uh, and i think he's gonna do really well up there uh despite the cold weather
1: uh, he will he, hey listen he'll find out right away i remember my <laughs> first year in K- bc in kansas with coach larry wilcox on the line we had a couple of texas kids there they they didn't know what snow was until it hit kansas holy cow
0: we got some this year uh we had one day and they closed school down because it was snowed
1: <laughs> for a week.
0: <laughs> uh just just for a day. I know, I know. But but it was cool to see. Um, oh, you know, God. true North Texas panhandle gets snow, but uh anywhere south of of Dallas very rarely gets anything. Um, yeah. you know, it no just nobody knows how to drive in snow and just like nobody knows how to drive when it's pouring down rain. So
1: mm-hmm. we'll That's figure it funny. out. That's so true though.
0: Oh yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I, I gotta ask. You know, you've been around the world, um, okay. a lot of different places. You're yep. Chicago. You're a Chicago guy. Okay. So, yep. you, I, I'm assuming you're going to be partial to Chicago style deep dish. Okay. Where else? On, where else outside of the United States has good pizza? Oof. Doesn't have to be deep dish, but just in general. Where okay. where else in the world
1: so I, I let's let's go with the places okay so we we know where we're we're talking about okay South Korea been there okay. Germany, Switzerland, okay Australia those are the ones. so if I had to pick one, oof. I'm gonna have to go to Australia. I remember. It was our first camp year that we were, we went out, and, and it, it, we went out there, and uh, the food was okay, you know, because we were on, we were in like a park and rec place. They don't call it like that, but it was like a, a, a place where they had a bunch of dorm rooms and stuff, and then there was like a football field right above, and the ladies decided to get this weird pizza, and it was really weird. And then, you know, a Chicago guy will we'll eat anything if it's got pizza on it, right? So I forgot how many toppings there are. Ramona wouldn't remember because I remember I, I'm almost positive Ramona and cookie. I look, I look, she, they bought it and they go, coach, you want a slice of pizza? And I'm like, you know what? Hey, pizza it's way better than the stuff we were eating. And I had it. And it, maybe I was just starving too. You never know. But that, that was a pretty good pizza. You know, the best food is different, but pizza. Yeah. The, the best food uh would be probably I don't know, probably Germany or or Switzerland. That that food was really good. Awesome. Well, Coach,
0: I appreciate you taking the time out. I've loved our conversation. I love getting to know who you are more, uh, getting to know the backstory about your business. And um, I I know that you got a whole lot more coming down the line, and I'm just excited to see what what all, uh, you know, you continue to produce. And I really appreciate you uh, giving me opportunity along the way and helping me out.
1: Don't worry. Hey, thank you very much for having me. I appreciate it.
0: Thank you, Coach Stone, for taking the time to talk with me on the podcast. Thank you for always uh, being a supporter of the many uh, ventures that I have gotten into with this uh, podcast and the two Twitter chats. Really appreciate uh, feedback and consistent communication. Uh, Guys, really... Take some time. Um, enjoy today's episode. Reach out to Coach Stone if you got any ideas, whether it's for PE or coaching. Uh, the man knows his stuff, and he truly cares about making uh, not just an impact on the game, but truly making it better than when he found it. Thank you, Coach Stone, for all you do for the game of football and physical education and more. Keep doing what you're doing, man, and everybody have a great and safe rest of their week. Thanks for checking out the podcast today. Really hope you enjoyed today's guest. Don't forget to leave a like and a review. We are on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Play Podcast, wherever you get your podcasts fixed from. Ratings and reviews really help us reach more viewers. Peace out. Have a nice day. Be the change you want to see in the world.